Well, for the next hour, you will be dealing with two men who are in a very good mood today because we got the one game on the schedule that we wanted. No, not Bedlam and Stillwater. Not even OU Texas and Dallas. We're going to Provo. We're going to Provo in late November. And by the way, speaking of Provo in late November, I did like the average uh, annual temperature for Provo, Utah on November 18th. High of 52 degrees is the average high in Provo on that day. Uh, the average low is around 30 degrees. So bundle up, get ready. Might be a little cold in mid-November in Provo. Don't care. We get to see the mountains. Maybe even they'll be snow-capped. Let's go! Provo, Utah is going to be awesome. November 17th, 8.30 p.m., local soda fountain to be determined. <laughs> I will be there. Tyler will be there. Uh, Travis Davidson, I'm sure, will be there. Gunny's going to be there one way or the other. He's already asking if uh, Flask at the old-time soda bar, yes or no. Um, I'm a little bit nervous about the Ref Army in Provo. Can, can I just say what everyone else is thinking? Sure, go ahead. I'm a little bit nervous about the Ref Army in Provo. Now, you, you guys can do whatever you want. I'm just interested to see how the Ref Army behaves out there. Kidding. I, it's it's going to be fine. I just You got that road game at BYU. I think you, me, and most OU fans like wanted that game to be on the schedule. Like To me, that's the highlight road game. Like Some fans will go to Cincinnati over Provo, but at BYU, it's just – it gives you a schedule with a, a legitimate road game to be excited about. And Parker, it might go down as one of the more unique road games you've ever been to with the setting and everything else that's there. Yeah, again – you get BYU, you get Cincinnati. Those are the two new road trips you get to take. Oklahoma doesn't have Houston on the schedule. They host UCF. Dylan Gabriel gets to face his former team. Uh, you can't really get me all that enthused about the trip to Cincinnati, but, man, Provo was all I wanted. Provo is what I got. Yep. Today is a good day. This in is your only country. chance at it, too. Like, that. that's why. Yeah, exactly. And this text says, why on earth do y'all want to go to Mormonville? I love the mountains, man. I love the scenery, and this is one of the more unique settings in all of college football. No, it's not going to feel like an SEC environment, but I'm going to get an SEC environment starting in about 2024 yeah, is exactly. when I'm going to get it. I, I can I, wait another BYU's year. BYU's just different. I think, again, it's going to be one of the more unique places you've ever seen a college football game before. It might be your only chance at it for a long time. I, I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be cool. And I hope that it's a day game. And I'm more night games versus day games because the I think the atmosphere is better later on in the day. I hope it's day so we can get the picturesque mountains in the background. That's yeah. why we're going, right? Yeah, and again, in case you missed it, root beer floats. <laughs> Come on. You can't go wrong root with a good floats. root beer float at an old school soda counter. Uh, is Teddy paying for all the soda pop at the BYU game? Yes, he will actually pay for that. Though, you know what? I bet the uh, soda pop at uh, in, in Provo, it's probably not the coconut cream soda that you might be drinking Friday night in Provo, I bet that might run you about uh, six bucks or so. Really? You, you still may be leaving with about a $50 tab if you want to go to the soda fountain out there. I don't know. Jeez, just a guess. Just a guess. That I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's my guess. I'll bring my own root beer on the plane. Nick but. says, Ref Army winter apparel for the trip to Provo. You, you can speak it into existence. You're talking to the right person. I'm yeah, just please, telling you that. Please speak it into existence. I need some Ref Army winter apparel. Very some excited. Very excited about an early trip to Provo. Well, it's not an early trip to Provo. It's your last road game of the, of the regular season. 
And in fact, how interesting is that is that you go on the road to Provo and then you have the short week with TCU at home. I wonder if that was intentional by the Big 12. Yeah, kind of a quick turnaround there. And it's a quick turnaround against an opponent that just beat you by 31 on their home field this past season. So I'm more than a little bit apprehensive about TCU being that last game of the year, especially if OU is 9-2, and 10-1, or even 11-0 at that point. And they're kind of – you get to the point where it's Thanksgiving week, you get a little bit complacent – get a little bit lackadaisical, start to look ahead to Big 12 Championship Week, and then all of a sudden you get surprised on your home field. Yeah. That's Black Friday game, though. Fight against. Black Friday game. How mm-hmm. about that? Text line, we got a lot to talk about today. How do you feel about the Black Friday game? How do you feel about the schedule as a whole? And if you haven't heard the schedule in its entirety, I'm going to go by threes, and you give me a short thought on the three games that I mentioned at a time here. Okay. Uh, weeks one, two, and three, Arkansas State at home, SMU at home, at Tulsa. There's your non-con. Yeah, that trip to green country will be fun. Should be 3-0. and By the way, shout-out to Kevin Wilson and his staff. For locking down Kirk Francis this afternoon. Oh, yeah. Very Good under, very underrated pickup. Yeah. All right, then you start conference play. Week four at Cincinnati. Home opener week five against Iowa State. Week six, you are at, uh, excuse me, you're in Dallas to play Texas. The only game anyone cares about in that three-game stretch is Texas. Yeah, though going like, to Cincinnati just, will be interesting. Yeah, for some. but everybody's looking ahead for the opportunity to avenge 49 it's the, Well, it's your biggest game of the year, too. Yeah. Like Now that we have a schedule, and I think it was going to be regardless because of last year, but now that we have the schedule sitting in front of us, Texas is your biggest game of the year, no doubt. Uh, you get a bye the week after the Texas game. Then you get UCF at home, at KU, and at Oklahoma State. Those should be three wins. Emphasis on should be because, again, if we learned anything from last year, it's that what should happen does not always happen. But you should beat UCF, especially at home. You should be able to fend off Kansas and Lawrence, and you should be able to go to Stillwater and beat Allen freaking Bowman. <laughs> Last three games, West Virginia at home, at BYU in Provo, and then you close out the regular season against TCU at home on a Black Friday. That's kind of a tough finishing kick, probably tougher than most people will give it credit for because West Virginia is a program that has given you trouble the last couple years. Survived them in Norman in 2021, did not survive them this past November up in Morgantown. Now you get them in your building You'd hope you can stave off an upset bid by the Mountaineers this time around. But then it's it's about that closing turnaround to me. You go to BYU six days later, you got to come back home and play TCU. And especially if it's a step up for Oklahoma in 2023 and a step down for TCU, as I'm anticipating – Again, I get worried about whether the team is going to start yeah. to unconsciously overlook that one. Uh, from the 918 Ref Army, we are totally storming the field in Provo. A <laughs> uh, bunch of sober Ref Army members. I say uh, sober, you know, tongue-in-cheek a little bit there. But you want to storm the field in Provo after Provo after a win? That's fine I'm with a, me. I mean, I'll, I'll already be down there, so... I am uh, interested to see if that TCU game stays on that Friday after Thanksgiving. And and why I say that is, do you remember last year when we got the schedule and that Iowa State game was initially scheduled for a Thursday night and then it got moved to a Saturday? I, I never really found out the real reason for that, but just last year there was a game scheduled for a Thursday. Granted, it was on the road, but they moved it back to a Saturday. 
I'll be honest with you, man. I never thought that I would see OU play a home regular season game that wasn't on a Saturday. And here you have one on a Friday. Um, I don't know. I just... I'll be interested to see if that sticks on that Friday or they move it back to Saturday at some yeah, point. Yeah, well, they played Houston on a Sunday. On a Sunday, yeah, yeah, yeah. To start on Labor Day weekend. And yeah. I can, yeah, but outside of that, I can't remember another home game that wasn't on a Saturday. And that was kind of, you know, it was for for the festivities. Uh, I think it was, was it ESPN that televised the game that night or was it five? I don't know. I think it was maybe, I think it was maybe ABC. You okay. had a standalone game on that Sunday. Yeah, exactly. But then so. that, that, you know, that becomes interesting if you play on that Friday because um, I think Texas, Texas normally plays on that Friday after Thanksgiving. I think they're doing it again this year and they normally play at like 11 or 2.30. You have Nebraska playing Iowa normally on that day as well. Yep. Florida will play Florida State on that day. So you have some traditional rivalry games that fall on that Friday where, where is OU? Is OU playing at 11 a.m. the day after Thanksgiving on a Friday? That's going to be interesting. Yeah, Are they playing suck. Friday night the day after Thanksgiving? Like That's just an interesting dynamic that we, haven't, that we haven't seen before. The more I think about it, the more I'm okay with it. But would my preference be to play the game on a Saturday? Yeah, of course my preference would be to play it on a Saturday. Ronnie Crimson said, I think they throw Bibles on the field in Provo instead of batteries. <laughs> Stay safe. Parker. That might hurt a little bit more. Is it more. Bibles or is it one of the other three sacred texts <laughs> of the Mormon religion? Uh, Parker was pelted with batteries at Tech. Let's pelt the BYU reporters with caffeine pills in Provo. Okay. I can see how this is going. Only thing I hate about this schedule is not having the ability to avenge all losses from last year. Yeah, no Texas Tech, no Kansas State, no Baylor. Yeah, that's, yeah, and then you won't play Houston this year. So three out of the four teams that you won't play are teams that you lost to last year. One other interesting thing that I, uh, I noticed from the schedule, and I, I didn't hear you guys talk about it last hour. Maybe I missed it. You only play one game in the state of Texas this next year. Just and one game in the state of Texas. It's the and Red it's River Showdown. It's OU Texas. And I was going back and, and, and looking when's the last time OU played one game in Dallas because I'm a nerd. Uh-huh. 1995, the year before the Big 12, was the last time I found that uh, OU's only played one game in the state of Texas. It's a little bit odd. Yeah, well, because we think here the rotation that they've been on ever since the Big 12 had its most recent round of realignment in 2012, there'd be the one year where you were going to Baylor and gosh what would be the other texas road trip? you'd obviously always have the red river showdown but then this past year in that rotation you'd have lubbock you'd have um you'd have amon g carter stadium to play tcu yep and so yeah i don't think there would have been a year and no. since the big 12 and of course a&m over. used to be in the conference so you yeah, so yeah and i think 1995 was the last time i found that ou's only played one game in the state of texas it's it's a little wow you play two road games in the state of oklahoma just one road game if you even want to call that a road game it's away from norman um in the state of texas this year which i'm sure some people that live down in the lone star state may not be too happy about that but you, you, you at least with the schedule have a couple of, of uh, exciting road games. One texter says this is the worst OU home schedule in recent memory. And man, if TCU ends up falling back to like a seven and five football team this year and Gus Malzahn doesn't have a great UCF squad, there, there is potential for this, this home schedule to look even you know more rough than what it, than what it looks right now. But if it's rough, that means you win all those games, right? That's true. So I mean, after a six and seven season, silver you know, lining. Hey. You'll take all the freebies you can get. Yeah, 
Um, Tyler, did you not read the fine print? All OU home games will be at 11 a.m. It's got to be on there somewhere. Yeah. <sighs> well, there it is. Was it worth the wait, everyone? Was it worth the wait for the schedule unveiling that we got today? I think when you're going to Provo, Utah, it's at least worth that. Again, that's all I wanted. That's that's what I got. That's all I wanted. I am satisfied. I literally don't care what the other 11 games on the schedule are. I was making some audio clips for the rush. Um, I'm going to play one at the top of the uh, 3 o'clock hour about Provo. But it was basically a... Um, you know those videos on YouTube that does a like short description of each city and each town? Provo was just made for you, man. Here's a description of Provo, Utah in in, in one of the audio clips I'm going to play. Where candy shops are more numerous than bars. Come on. Downtown parking is free in a place where nobody smokes. Oh, yes. Candy shops, no smoking, and free downtown parking. Yes, Lord. Yes and amen. Gosh, maybe I should move to Utah. I was about to say we're on we're on portal watch here. Let's see. Let's see if Parker transfers to Provo Utah. Depending on how this unofficial visit in November goes, there's a chance that my commitment could be in jeopardy. 405-651-3439. Uh, we got a lot to talk about when it comes to this OU schedule for the 2023 season. And a lot of text to get to as well on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll do that next, right here on the ref. Yeah, buddy, you'll be on the road again this year. How many different uh, time zones will we be playing in? Provo's in uh, Mountain mountain Time Zone, right? Yeah, I think all the others are central, though. Mountain Time Zone. Cincinnati Central? Is, is Cincinnati Central? I think Cincinnati Central. Okay. So I don't just think two it's time Eastern zones. until you get past Ohio. I could be wrong. You're going to cover a lot of miles, though. I, I will cover a lot of miles. Playing, uh, no playing at Provo, playing in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to Morgantown this year, thankfully. But you're going to Provo and Cincinnati. You'll cover the miles. Yeah, I might need to make a whole trip out of that Provo um, that Provo experience. Might just be on the road all week. Yeah, might as well be. Drop in on Las Vegas sooner, briefly. He'll scold you for 15 minutes on he your will. thoughts on Vegas. And then I will be on, on my way. way to Provo. Where are they listening from? Sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 you're good. Uh, Rosemount, Minnesota. Lavaca, Arkansas. 90% sure I pronounced that wrong. Lavaca? Corpus Christi, Texas. That sounds a lot better. Yeah. San Jose, California. Jacksonville, Florida. Charlottesville, Virginia. And our small Oklahoma town of the day, a town I've never heard of, a town if you go straight south from Altus and head for the Oklahoma-Texas state border, you run right into it, Elmer, Oklahoma. Elmer. It is a real place. I did not know that until just now. Nor did Elmer, I. Oklahoma has checked in today. I need like a uh, cork board in here and put like a <laughs> pin every single day on every small town that we have to keep track of all of this. I wonder if we can hit every town in the state of Oklahoma. I wonder how long it would take us. Well, to hit every small we'll just uh, download the free Ref app, KREF, in the App Store. Then uh, we can get that going. Hey, here's some good news on a uh, on a uh, Ref Army side of things with the schedule. Now that it is official and that game's not being moved, and OU will play at Tulsa on Week Three. Does anyone know what that means? What does that mean? Tulsa Day Friday, oh, the hello. day before the OU Tulsa football game. We will be invading the nine one eight. Once again, the Friday before the OU Tulsa football game. We'd let's love go to see it. Green country, let's ride. Yeah. Uh, another interesting thing I found with the schedule: OU plays at Cincinnati. That is like if you wanted to catch a game at Great American Ballpark the Friday night before, 
you will have the opportunity to see the Cincinnati Reds play a home game for anyone out there interested. Oh, who are they playing? They will be playing the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates at home. But hey, oh, okay. it's about wow. seeing the, a new ballpark that yeah, maybe you've right. never seen before, here's right? The, you know, here's here's the great thing about the Air Comfort Solutions text line is I never have to second guess myself for very long because if I get something wrong, I instantly have like 15 texts letting it's me like know. It's like asking nope. an Alexa. I mean, no, seriously. Because we had like 15 simultaneous texts. Nope, Cincinnati's Eastern time. So there you go. We are okay. Whoa! No, I way. didn't know this. No way. Hey, FYI, <laughs> no. Fudd, Oklahoma <laughs> is next to Elmer. I'm gonna check that to see. That's I'm amazing. Calling BS. Humphreys is next to Elmer. Olusty is next to Elmer. I am not seeing Fudd, but that's really good. That was fantastic. Somebody, I wish that were true. Uh, it was Peyton on the text line that <laughs> said, "Provo does sound like Parker's heaven." Parker, are you Mormon? I am not Mormon. Common misconception, although I will say quite frequently, especially during the summer, I will take long walks around the University of Oklahoma's campus, and I have had lively theological debates on occasion with the campus Mormons that make the rounds. Oh, I love that. You need to film that at some point. Put it on OU Insider Live or something. It'd oh, be great. Boy. Doug Miles, welcome to the Big 12 UCF. Your home schedule consists of Baylor, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and Houston. Oh, I, did, I didn't see UCF's home schedule. Is that right? Sorry, yeah, UCF, you don't get any of the two big dogs and uh, either of the two teams that played for the conference last year. Yeah, there was there was too much going on on that schedule release for me to take all of it in and notice some of those things. So as people have come up with new and novel observations on the Big 12 schedule, they've texted them in repeatedly over the last hour and a half. But, uh, yeah, Santa John said on the text line, the Mississippi River is the dividing line between Eastern and Central time. Cincinnati is Eastern. Gee, well, we had like 50 Ohio's Eastern Standard Time text on here. Like, I, I'm scrolling down and trying to not find a text that, that says that. Do uh, they? Yeah, you, go ahead. No, in the 918, somebody said, Parker just said, Green Country, let's ride. Yeah, he's not invited to Green Country for that day. Does, is that to suggest <laughs> that the Russell Wilson joke has officially run its course? Broncos Country, let's ride. We're, we're, we're done with that joke. <laughs> Do they have a top 10 for worst home schedules? Is that a thing? This surely has to be number one in Power 5, which is nothing new. They've had two appealing home games the past decade, and both those were out of conference. So tired of being in this conference. Well, good news. You don't have to be in this conference very much longer if you're <laughs> tired say, of it. Refreshing. It, you're about, you're about to end. see a whole lot new uh, blood uh, rolling into Norman, Oklahoma. At least you get someone different. Like, I, yeah. I agree with the home schedule. It's not great. And I'm not saying that UCF is some draw, like a, a summer conversation. Hey, what three teams would you most want to see come to Norman? I'm not saying UCF in my top three, but God, at least it's someone different than what we've seen over the past 25 years or so. I, 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 I It's a very, very small win, but I guess I'll take it. On the text Maybe line. Maybe UCF will be good. Who knows? Yeah. Doubt it, though. On the text line. Ref Army Day, Friday in Provo at the Soda Fountain Bar. Yeah. couple things. A- Every day is Ref Army Day. But B, yes, Friday, November 17th, 8.30 p.m., location TBD. It will be a local soda counter in Provo. I will be there. Everybody that's in town, we're going to link up. I think that's going to end up being a pretty tough ticket. Um, Lavelle Edwards Stadium seats 60000 and some change, I yep. think, right around there. I've got a, I've got a feeling like based on the text line and based on our uh, our Twitter page, like there's going to be like that's the road game OU fans are going to go to, much like the Nebraska game last year, right? I feel like a lot of OU fans are going to make their way to Provo, 
And obviously, that's a game for BYU fans that they're not going to be looking to sell their ticket. Like, that is easily the biggest marquee home game of the year for BYU next year. They're going to want to keep their tickets. BYU fans will want to attend. Like, that That might be a pretty steep ticket for, for OU fans. But I don't think that's going to stop anyone from still trying to make that road trip. Now, every, cool. now everybody is correcting Santa John on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. The Mississippi River is not the dividing line of the Eastern Time Zone. Alabama is central. I think what Santa John was referring to is that uh, once you go up north where Ohio is, uh, in that region, the Mississippi River is the dividing line. I don't think he was talking about in general. But, yes, as you get further and further south, uh, yeah, I, there's there's a portion of Florida that's still in the central yeah, the, time Yeah, the panhandle well. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Panhandle yep. is still central Destin, time Destin Central Time. TBOW wondering why he couldn't get a schedule without Baylor and Kansas State before he tucked his tail and left. <laughs> yeah, well, especially Kansas State, for sure. If he could have avoided Kansas State and Iowa State on a conference schedule, maybe he would have stuck around for a little bit longer. Who knows? The OU-Nebraska game used to be played on the Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's, yep. that's correct. And you're going to... Uh, not relive that memory with Nebraska, but you're going to be playing, as of right now, on Black Friday at home. Elsewhere on the text line, much rather be at UCF in November than Provo. Think you guys are going to be let down. Why? I, no, I, I'm not going to be let down. Why? It's impossible for me to be let down. It's, I, I'm just going out there with the mindset that I'm going to enjoy the weekend, regardless of what it brings. Provo sucks. It's, just go to the mountains in Colorado. Stay away from Utah. Finish that. I just thought that was interesting, too. We're starting no, to get some like, Provo sucks. I text. know, and I don't understand. Have you ever seen pictures of Lavelle Edwards Stadium? It's beautiful. I'm going to enjoy just existing there. It's one of those venues that I'm trying to think of a venue elsewhere that I can liken it to. But, you know, some places, Colorado's great. Boulder's awesome. I think this is more picturesque than Boulder is, though. Uh-huh. And, again, root beer floats. <laughs> as long as I get a root beer float, I'm not going to be disappointed. I can assure you that. Uh, this one from the 918. Orlando soda is better than Provo soda. Boo. Yeah, and probably about 500 times more expensive. Orla- anything in Orlando is priced out the you-know-what. And yeah. I'm not saying that Provo's going to be the cheapest place on earth, but Orlando's probably the most expensive place on earth, at least one of them. Then I, the listener that I want says the Mississippi River does not touch Ohio. Again, I didn't say it did. I'm just saying I think in that region of the country, which I think it runs between Indiana and Illinois, if I'm not mistaken, I think up that way the Mississippi River is where you cross over from central to eastern. But that is not a general principle applicable to the rest of the United States because, again, as we just mentioned, yes, the panhandle of Florida is in the central time zone. So all – all the, well, actually, people are out on the text line over this conversation. As I look at the schedule, I think that there's a very decent chance. And OU was 6-7 and seven last year, and they were favored in, I mean, most of their games. Mm-hmm. Looking at it now, I think OU's probably going to be favored in 11 of their 12 regular season games. I think so. Yeah. And again, that's subject to change. Maybe BYU pops off and is 10-0 and 0 when Oklahoma comes to town. But, yeah, looking at this schedule, and I said it last hour, I think it's fair to say that Oklahoma should win nine of those football games. Oh, I, I, I think ten. 10's my number to me. Really? Like I, I think, like looking at the schedule now and how it plays out, and you know what you are as a program. Like you, I, I think you need to win ten games this year. 
I think with the schedule that I'm looking at right now, you need to go 10-2. and two. Now, will they go 10-2? and two? That's obviously a, a much different conversation. But I think you're going to be favored in 11 of the 12 games this year. You need to go out and at least win 10 of them. I think that you need to be playing in the conference championship this year. Like, if we're going to have the way-too-early discussion of what's going to count as a successful season, well, a successful season for me is no less than 10 wins and playing in a conference championship. I understand that that's a four-win improvement from last year, but this program should, in year two, be a whole lot better than last year, and I think a four-year improvement is a, is a decent ask for, for, for this team. Apparently, I suck at geography. Everybody on the Air Comfort Solutions text line is making that known. Mississippi River does not run between Indiana and Illinois. It runs between Missouri hmm. and Illinois. So, there we go. Um, and I think, as I recall, and I, I glad everyone that. has a map pulled out for today's yeah, show. Yeah, for real. Everybody said, "Go find a map and/or learn some geography." Oh my gosh! Somebody <laughs> else said, "Obviously, Parker flunked geography class." Uh, don't you love the text line? It's it's just great. That's uh, awesome. Uh, let's see. 405-651-3439. Sucks no Manhattan trip. Yeah, th- okay, that is the one bone I have to pick with this schedule. I really wanted to go to Manhattan. I really wanted to go to Waco. Those are two road trips I legitimately enjoy. Yeah, I don't think um, – it doesn't feel like most OU fans are bummed about missing those two opponents this year, though. You know, your, your schedule would look a whole lot more difficult if, say, you didn't play West Virginia and you played Kansas State instead. You know, I, the, it, it, I think the schedule would look a lot different. Not playing Kansas State next year, who might be picked to win the league, certainly probably in the top three, and Baylor, who we'll, we'll see if they rebound from last year. I mean, I, that, that makes your schedule a lot more manageable, especially not playing Kansas State. Yeah, FYI text line. As a seventh grader, I was in the Nebraska Regional Geography B. Woo! There were no Mississippi River questions, obviously. There were d- definitely no Mississippi River questions, and most of my geography knowledge has since been replaced with obscure facts about 2023, 24, and 25 recruits. But there was a time where I knew my geography. That is no longer the case. Wow. Um, another listener said, I highly recommend going a few days early and making the trip to Zion National Park. Last time I was in the state of Utah, summer of 2020, I was at Zion. It is gorgeous. Yes, if you can make that trip, do it. Never been to the state of Utah. There's about 10 to 12 states I've never visited, and Utah is one of them. Really? Yeah. Huh. I had never visited Nebraska before last year. I got to scratch off Nebraska from my states list. It was great. And I kind of, I, I still don't know whether to count Iowa or not. Like, we technically drove in Iowa for about 30 minutes or however long it was, but maybe I meet, meet, need to make another trip to Iowa to count it. I don't really know how that works. Some people count it, some people don't. Whatever. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. All right, we'll try to sift through all your geography complaints here and get back to questions and comments about this OU schedule that was released about 90 minutes ago. More to come next right here on The Ref. We're the homeless Cedar fans. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. And as tough as it is right now to sift through all the geography text on the Air Coverage Solutions hey, text line. it's fun though, man. I would still much rather look at geography text than I would, hey, Jeff Levy going to Alabama. 
Okay, that's we very can, true. We can all put that to rest now, right? I mean, even the Washington offensive coordinator said, yeah, I'm good. I'm just going to stay out here in Seattle. Yeah. Well, and somebody on the text line mentioned it earlier. The Big 12 schedule dropped an hour ago, and one station is still talking about the Thunder right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh, uh, perfect. It's these great. texts are awesome. Mm. Parker can perfectly explain Carter Lake, but not the Mississippi <laughs> River. <laughs> yeah, listen, don't underestimate me. I know everything there is to know about my home state. Somebody earlier said, I bet Parker doesn't even know that part of Nebraska is in mountain time. Yeah, I did. It's the panhandle. I bet you didn't know that Cabela's corporate headquarters is in Sydney, Nebraska, out in the western portion of the state. Well, guess what? Now you do. Cabela's is way out there? Uh-huh. Is there anything out there in the panhandle of Nebraska? Is so there anything Sid- going Sydney on? isn't in the panhandle. It's in oh, the okay. southwest oh, part okay, of the okay. I thought you were saying it was like way. I was like, whoa. Yeah, no, the, the panhandle, there really is nothing going out there. The panhandle is notable because uh, Danny Woodhead played college ball out there at Shadron State. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. We need to challenge the Oklahoma panhandle versus the Nebraska panhandle. Who has the better nightlife between the two? <laughs> Who has more things to do? Parker flexing his geography participation ribbon. I love this show. Yeah. That's right. Proud participant. <laughs> I did not advance past the initial round. I think I got a question wrong about the Rio Grande. I don't remember exactly what it was. Shame. Shame, shame. The new schedule sucks, says someone from the 859 area code. Welcome to the Western Athletic Conference. Ooh, a whack rec- uh, reference in there, Parker. Ready for the SEC. Home schedule is a license to steal money. Uh, guy says, so when do we play Texas? Uh, you play Texas in October like you always do. Yeah, hey, Patrick said, interesting that every Big 12 team put out a graphic except OU and Texas. Yeah. OU and Texas just retweeted the tweet. And I and I and I checked that and it, yeah, they just they both just retweeted it, which which was interesting. I'm here for it, man. Uh OU will play Bedlam and they will play it in Stillwater. That stadium is going to be filled with a lot of hate in that uh, November matchup. My oh god. I Parker, I, I think we all know it's going to be the last time. Well, not only does it seem like it's going to be OU's last year in the conference, it also feels like it's the last time you're going to play Oklahoma State in football for a while. That game's going to be in Stillwater. That's going to be a um, it's going to be a very aggressive crowd that night. I would take all precautions if you're an OU fan planning to go to that Bedlam game in Stillwater, especially because it's such a cramped venue too. You you have a very hard time navigating the sidelines in Stillwater because there is so little space. Which I do not like. It makes me feel like, like I'm in a, a, a bull ring or something. Hmm. It's like I'm never safe from the chaos. Well, yeah, there'll be chaos in there this year. I don't think that they're going to be that great of a football team. Talking about Oklahoma State, but you know there's going to be some hate in that place that so, that night. Somebody on the text line said, "I bet you didn't know that Kenton, Oklahoma, in the Panhandle is in the, is in Mountain Time. Hey, Kenton, Oklahoma is where the Lincoln Riley Memorial Highway is. Did they ever build that, or did they ever name it? I I don't know. Was if it, it was going to be like a very like a mile three long? inches? Oh, hmm. hmm. Could be telling there. Uh huh. 405-651-3439, The Air Comfort Solutions text line. Some crutin real quick. Um. Hey, just in-state offers are just going out like crazy in 2024. And there's another in-state offer that was just thrown out. Michael Patterson, uh, Michael Patterson McDonald out of Westmore was just offered 2024 and a friend of David Stone. So is this a tactical offer 
that was just made to a uh, Westmore High School football player just right up the road? Since he is, uh, what, BFFs with David Stowe? Tactical, yes, but if you watch his film, he's also a really good player in his own right. So I'll be curious to see what becomes of all these OK Preps offers because there's no no two ways about it, Tyler. You're going to have to turn some of these kids away. You're not going to be able to take every single one of the Oklahoma kids that you've offered. You like You're not ten in-state kids at, uh-huh. at this rate in your signing class. You I, only got so many spots, and the vast majority of them are going to need to be used on guys that come from. Well, outside that's that's the state not the best look. It's like if you want to extend all these offers, and then you get to a point where you say, "Actually, we can't take these, man. We're getting too many in-state kids." You know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't know. It, it's interesting to see how things work out in 2024 in terms of the state of Texas, because as we talked about last week. You could have more signees from the state of Texas than you've had in a while in this class, but that could also be true for the state of Oklahoma. So there, there's going to have to be some balancing potentially going on here with this 24 class. Yeah, I think 2025 is a class that could start coming together a lot sooner than 24, and it, it feels like 24 is going to come together faster than 23 did. Feels like twenty five could happen even well, sooner. You dropped your balls for uh, Grayson Harris. I did five ten one seventy out of Ennis, Texas. Zero stars as of right now. Yeah, that'll change. He'll be a four star. He will. Is he wide receiver? Is that right? Uh, he's an athlete. His offer at Oklahoma is as a wide receiver. Most of his offers are as a wide receiver. But grew up an Oklahoma fan. Really liked Kyler Murray. Played quarterback all growing up until he made the transition to wide receiver as a freshman in high school. Uh, a kid that Emmett Jones likes a lot. I actually went down to see Grayson Harris a couple weeks back because uh, I had had it. I had it on pretty good authority that the offer was forthcoming. And you talk about a cultural fit at OU, man. Grayson Harris makes a lot of sense. Michael Hawkins Jr. initially, uh, well, we thought that he was going to commit today. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Is there a feel at all when uh, he might commit? Uh, I think it'll be soon. I, I think it'll be in the month of February. I don't think we're too far out. I don't think we can be too far out because I think Michael Hawkins understands that committing early is going to help him recruit the rest of the class around him. And I also think Oklahoma isn't going to make it any secret that, hey, look, I, if you're going to be a Sooner, we need this to happen pretty quickly here so that we can start recruiting around you. Tomorrow is National Signing Day, and there's no real Signing Day Eve storylines for OU. I mean – Heim's going to sign, um, but that's really – nationally, there are – like Deuce Robinson um, doesn't sound like he is going to sign tomorrow. Does he have a – does he have the potential to get drafted Yes. in the Major League Baseball draft? Yes. I yes, wonder if does. that's part of the delay. I mean, who, who knows, but have fun with that one, Kirby Smart. Oh, man. Well, and Muleshoe apparently is very much in the running there too, so – Five-star tied in out of the state of Arizona, if you don't know who Deuce Robinson is. So um, that, that one could get interesting. On the text line, somebody said Trace Ford is going to catch hell in Stillwater. Yeah. He might need a security detail. Well, hey, if uh, if Spencer Sanders is getting treated that way, Ugh. like with, with the Ocali newspaper. What's the Ocali going to look like that week? Oh, jeez. It's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. Real disrespectful. Maybe, it's, uh, maybe it fuels Trace to have a... Three sack day, three sack uh, eleven a.m. start against OSU that day. Who knows? I don't know. I'm scared for him. 
He's a brave man. Oklahoma State doesn't play Texas, Texas Tech, TCU, or Baylor. I didn't spend much time looking at OSU's schedule. They go to Arizona State in the non-conference. They get K-State and KU at home, Cincinnati at home, OU at home, and BYU at home. Um, also, Baylor has like eight home games this year, which yeah, is they do. wild. Eight home games. That's like Nebraska in the early 2000s. I remember one year they got to play like eight home games, and I thought it was the craziest thing ever. But Baylor plays their first four games of the year at home, and they get four other uh, home conference games this year. So congrats to those guys. Texas, uh, in terms of who they'll play with the new teams, they'll be at Houston. They'll get BYU at home, and that's it. They won't play UCF or Cincinnati. That is interesting, though, right, that OU gets three of the new teams and Texas only gets two of the new teams. I wonder how they divided that up, but I, I just thought that OU and Texas would have the same amount of new teams in the conference. It's interesting to me. It is interesting. Why it worked there's out a lot, that There's way. a lot that's interesting about the new Big 12 and this schedule in particular. But as far as Oklahoma's concerned, not a bad slate, all things considered. Angry Ronnie on the text line is uh, trying to sow seeds of skepticism in all of our minds. He said, David Stone's going to Michigan State, and once C.J. Nixon gets his Alabama offer, he'll go there. Dad played basketball there, and that's his dream school. So, oh, you ain't getting anybody from within the state lines. Well, it's good to know. Good, good to know that I can prepare myself in uh, late January here. They're not going to get any of those kids. That's, that's nice to hear. I do not think David Stone ends up at Michigan State. Now, I don't question that there will be contenders. There will be teams that step up and challenge Oklahoma in the race for his pledge. I don't think we're going to be having the same conversation about David Stone and Michigan State six months from now as we are right now. Well, people are going to panic even more if it's Texas A&M that we're talking about down the stretch, which he's going to be visiting A&M this spring. So maybe A&M is the school that you're talking about. Is Mel Tucker on the hot seat going into this year? No, uh, I, 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 I mean, I think he's got a pretty big buyout because he, he just signed, signed an enormous massive contract. deal like a year ago. So they probably can't afford to fire him. But um, this is a big year for, for Mel Tucker at Michigan State in terms of like just the overall, uh, you know, uh, where, where the program is headed here. Like he's going to get some nice recruiting class. He can obviously really recruit some defensive linemen. He got an in-state kid here in the state of Oklahoma. He's got a chance to be a good player. But they got to start winning some games, man, because they were not good last year. Not good at all. All right, 405-651-3439. Final segment of Locked In's next. Final segment, Locked In with McComas and Thune. Coach Bob Stoops will join us on the rush coming up at 320 today. Just looking at uh, the Big 12 schedule, other teams in the conference. They are sending BYU to Morgantown to play West Virginia. BYU has to go to Texas and West Virginia in consecutive weeks. So, hope they have fun with that one. They're going to be logging the miles in that two-week stretch. V-Dog on the text line says, If TCU, K-State, Texas, and OU are top four teams in the Big 12, then OU uh, only team that plays only two of the other three. Does that mean OU should be the favorite to win the conference? Um, I, I, Could you argue 
OU to be the favorite to win the conference next year? Maybe, but who's actually picked to win the conference? I think it's going to be as spread out as we've seen it in quite some time with the Big 12 preseason poll. I bet Kansas State gets first place votes. I bet TCU gets first place votes. You know Texas is going to get first place votes. And maybe even OU gets some first place votes as well. It's going to be pre. I think it'll be split pretty evenly across that four. Who's picked to win the conference next year? My guess would be K-State or Texas. Yeah, I think that's safe. Um, Not saying that that's my pick to win the conference yeah, next year no, to play the game. I'm just telling you who I think might be picked to win the league. Yeah, people are asking on Twitter about the new commitment that just became public. Uh, C.J. Compton, that is a preferred walk-on from Shawnee, Oklahoma, that Oklahoma flipped from Oklahoma State. So... Uh, victory on the PWO trail for Brent Venables over Mike Gundy and his staff. Was that a scholarship offer to OSU? Okay. Uh, No. He was a PWO at Oklahoma State. He's now a PWO at Oklahoma. So uh, the pipeline within state lines for preferred walk-ons continues to yield strong benefits for Venables and staff. So, yeah, you you got a player away from Oklahoma State, C.J. Compton, and did Taylor Heim, did he grow up an OSU fan? Did he? Someone on the text line said that, and I hadn't heard that until yesterday. That's why I, I Not to my knowledge. OU was kind of the dream offer. That was my understanding. Hmm. Well, regardless, you're doing a nice job of uh, cleaning up with uh, in-state PWO kids, which I think most people would you know, like to see. And they did it, uh, they're going to do it tomorrow, get a signee. Uh, with Heim, who's going to be standing all alone on signing day up there. Yeah, no joke, man. He gets a whole day to himself, which, good for that kid. And moreover, when you look at Oklahoma's preferred walk-on hall from within the state, you got guys like Jacob Snyder and Cale Fugate that had Power 5 offers elsewhere. You got a guy in Andrew Heinig that's got a three-star ranking in the 24-7 sports composite. He's a nationally ranked guy. So, I don't think it's far-fetched to figure that there could be at least a couple members of this preferred walk-on class that end up contributing at some point down the line. And I also don't want to look past Brandon Harper out of Noble, Oklahoma, whom the Sooners locked down pretty early, back in December, as a matter of fact, as a preferred walk-on. Top five in the nation in receiving yards this past season as a senior at Noble. So that's another guy that if – for no other reason than his sheer production at the prep level, you're excited about. Uh, one last text for you get out of here. Can we just leave already? This schedule doesn't excite me at all. <laughs> That's the sentiment of uh, quite a few on the text line. And when you look at the home schedule, yeah, it's yeah, it's not the most exciting home schedule they've ever had. All right, the rush coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref.